0: Welcome to the Halakha Hour here on J Root Radio. You are listening live on Wednesday afternoon on June 24th. Zain, Zain Tammuz. Okay, we got the dates right. This is the Halakha Hour. You can listen to us. Let's give you the numbers. You can listen to us, first of all, live on jrootradio.com. There you can also wa- watch the live streaming. Call in to listen. You can listen at 718-506-9099 or on the uh, other line, 712-432-4217. The numbers at the station, again, these two numbers are the way to contact us during the class. You could call in at 718-683-5858. And although we prefer that person should call in, at the end of the class at 3 o'clock to ask the questions, but still, we're not going to stop you. You want to call in? You could call in. If we don't answer, then that's a different story. In any case, you could text in, and certainly we'll answer that. The text is 347-927-8398. This is the Halakha hour where we discuss Halakhot. Specifically, we're in the subject of the Chot Shabbat. We've been on it since we began. And the subject of... Mukse <clears throat> specifically from the Chod Shabbat. we work off the Benish Hay, the Sefer Benish Hay, we're up to Parashat Miketz and Shana Shaniya. and we're up to specifically Halacha Gimel in the We'll be discussing today Kli SheMelachto LeIsur, as we've spoken about the general rules of Mukse in our introduction. You gotta check up the archives a few classes ago. Today, we're in the specifics in the halakha of Klish Maktol isur. Before we get to the benish ishai let me just say that this class is refu'ah. It's dedicated to the refu'ah shelema of Haya Malka Bad Bat Sheva and Yitzhak Ben Berta. And it should be also for Shemira, for all of the Jewish children who are going into camp in the month of Tammuz and after the month of Tammuz as well, we need the si'ata de and the help from Shemaim, and the Shemira from Shemaim, that everybody should be healthy and well. Let's go. Kli shemelakhto le'isur is an item, is a utensil on Shabbat, where the main function of it is le'isur. Says the I wanted to read you the words inside. It's designated, it's made specifically for a melacha that's forbidden to do on Shabbat. Melacha here it doesn't only mean melachal, which is one of the 39 melachot. Melacha means any function, anything that you cannot do on Shabbat. That's, and, and excuse me, if the utensil is made for anything that you cannot do on Shabbat, that qualifies it. As What are the dinim with it? Now we defined it. What are the dinim mean to say, what is the law, what is the halakha as far as handling it on Shabbat? Could you move it? Could you handle it? What could you do? You're only allowed to move it if you need gufo, you need the item itself. What does that mean, you need the item itself? For example, he says, Kigon. You have a hammer. And you have those walnuts that are very hard to crack open. And you need a hammer to crack your walnuts. That is mutar. Also, vikardom In the olden days, you still find it in some of those, uh, I guess, supermarkets, whatever it is. You, you find these dried figs that are made like in a circular way. You know, it's packed in. They call it like a fig cake, basically. It's not a cake that you make. It's an old, you know, the, the regular cake. But it's many, many figs that are pressed together, dried up and pressed together. So in the olden days when you used to make it, you want to get out the figs. It's very hard. They're very stuck together. You need like an axe to cut it. So he says over here, an axe usually is something that's made to cut wood. A lot of chop wood on Shabbat. Answer is no. So therefore, the axe becomes a klish shmelachto leisur. If I want to use the axe now for something that's mutar, for example, in this case, I want to slice with it this pressed fig cake. So then it'll be mutar to do it. Why? Because I'm taking the axe letzorech gufo. That's called letzorech gufo. That's one hetter of klish shmelachto leisur the other heter of handling of moving around klish mahtol lesur is ol lesorekh makomo if i want to move klish mahtol lesur because of the place if its place what does that mean says the hay dehinu shesarekh lehtamesh bemakom sheto aklimu nacham you need to use a place where the klish mahtol lesur is there then ve az mutalo letatlo mesham lenhu bekhom makom ze Then you're allowed to move it from that location because I need its spot, I need its location. I can pick it up and move it, and I can put it down wherever I want. And here, we'll review some of the quick halakhot, uh, quickly we'll review some of the halakhot that we said in the past. And you have to be familiar about that. You have to be very familiar with this terminology. You have to have it like, you know, shagur befiv. You have to be very familiar with it. We keep on repeating and explaining it as we go into the halakhot of more and more, we're just going to use the terminologies without explaining them, and you have to be familiar with them. Klish isur is mutar, you're allowed to move it, let's sort gufo, because you need to use the item itself for something that's mutar on Shabbat, or let's sort of make or because I need the location, I need the spot where this kli is. Let's give an example. Here we use the example of a hammer. Imagine some, you forgot your hammer on your chair or on the couch on Shabbat. And you want to sit on the couch on Shabbat, you're allowed to move the hammer from your seat and you could sit on it. What are you going to do with it now? Now, once you picked it up, do you have to drop it just as soon as possible? As soon as you got rid of it from the, your couch? And that says no. You want to pick up your hammer... And place it wherever you want, you're entitled to. You're allowed to. According to Halakha, once it came into your hands, you can move it and place it wherever you want. We'll go into this Halakha in a little bit more, in the second. Let's finish up first with the, the words of the Benish Hai in Halakha Gimel. Let's continue. He says, however, although we gave you the Heterim for klis Isur, here is where Khalis Bakhtul Esur is forbidden to handle, and that is about Shalom let Gufo Mekomo. Anytime that you're moving the Kili around, not for the sake of Gufo or Mekomo, which we explained, it means you're not using it itself, or you're not, you don't need its location, its spot. You're just moving it for the sake of the item itself. Meaning, you're scared that something's going to happen to it. You're scared it's going to get lost. It's going to get broken. You move it from one spot to another spot, a better location. All that is You cannot move for the sake of the item itself. Let's give a mashal. Let's say you have with you A CD. A CD is made to play music. You have a pen. A pen is made to write. Both these things are forbidden on Shabbat. You cannot play music on Shabbat from the CD. You cannot write on Shabbat with the pen. And now you have the pen in a location where people are going to step on it. You don't need the spot. It's on the floor. It's on the side. Maybe it's on the side, even if it's in the middle. You don't need the location. You don't need the pen. There's nothing that you're going to do with the pen right now that's going to be mutar. You cannot pick it up. You cannot move it in a normal way. You could kick it, like we said in the past. Anything that's 100%, even if we have no hit to move it in a general way, you can move it in a way that it's not its normal way of moving it. I mean to say, kicking a pen. According to the opinions that hold, let's say, a soccer ball is mukse. you cannot kick a soccer ball because that's how you move a soccer ball, by kicking it. You may move it with your elbows right? because you can't touch the... You, you, you don't move the soccer ball usually with the elbows. You move it either with your hands or your feet. So moving it in a way that's not normally moved... Which is what's called in Halcha, Kila ahariyad*, literally meaning in the back of your hand, which means in a not in a new fashion that's not normally used. That is mutar by omukse. In this case, if I want to pick up the pen and I want move it away, because I want to protect the pen, then it's asur. Now you should know we pointed this out in the past, but we have to mention it again. When we said *letsorech mekomo*. We have to point out that L'tzorak Mako means I need to use the spot where it is at. Like the example that we gave. I want to sit down on the couch. I want to put my head on the pillow. But in both situations, I have a klisha on my pillow or on my couch. So in that case, since I need the couch, since I need the pillow, I can pick it up in a normal way. Don't feel guilty, by the way. A lot of times people say... Ugh! What are you shaking for? Just like the halakha tells you, hachamim told you you cannot pick up mukse in your hands, you cannot pick up a pen in your hand, they also told you if you need it, let's talk to it's fine. Don't get nervous. So to pick up the pen from your pillow, to pick up the, uh, the, the hammer off your couch, to move it, that is mutar. However, this is important, to move an item away because you don't want it to be there. Not because you want to use the spot where it's on, but you don't want it to be there, that is forbidden. That's called for the sake of the item itself. Meaning, let's say I have a hammer right in the middle of the table, dining room table. Now, happens to be my kids are away in camp. The little ones are by their cousins. And that's it. It's only me and my wife. But we're having my, I don't know, my aunt and uncle are coming over. So we have two guests. And the hammer is in the location where I'm not going to use it. It's on the table, but in the way, in the place where I'm not going to use that that part of the table. mashal. it's over on the other end of the table. Nobody's sitting there. I have a table. Let's say that it seats twelve people. There's only four. There are only four people occupying the table. There's no way I'm going to use the other spot, but it doesn't look good. It's Shabbos, you know, it doesn't sound, it's not Kavad Shabbos, it's not Mechubad, and also, I don't want my uncle saying, oh, <laughs> that's our nephew over there, always forgetting stuff, always a lazy one, ah, you see, he probably did some fixing around the house, and he did, forgot to move it again, like he always does, and of course, it's going to be now all over yeshiva world, everybody's going to talk about how I, the nephew of my uncle, forget to move my Hammer on Shabbat, right? Or, or forget to, to put away my stuff beforehand. Okay, so in that case, I'm embarrassed. Can I move it? And the answer is no. I don't need that spot. You can't move it in a normal way. That is, of course, you could move it. Kila hariyad, like we explained. What is kila I can pick it up with my elbows. If I'm really, really skilled, I could even pick it up with my feet. Right? You got to You need some skills for that, but you could do it. But you cannot move it in a normal way by you touching it directly. You could also move it, like we said last week, by creating a reason for that spot. Don't be too simple. Don't be too tamim. If you want to use that spot, I mean, I don't want to use it. So make up a reason. Use it. Figure out a way that you could use the spot where the hammer is. And then... You could use it, the one that we just gave, the example that we just gave, where the hammer's at the end of the table where you're not using anyway. So decide that you're going to place plates and forks over there on that side of the table. You're going to set up in case another guest comes. Could they come? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, people might come in, maybe people might not come in. Or maybe I'm going to put some flowers over there. So therefore, I could go to the spot where the hammer is, and since I can't put down my plate except for that location, I can pick up the hammer from there. And once I have it in my hand, of course, like we said, you can move it and put it wherever you want. That's also in the category of um because I created a reason for it right now, and therefore I can move it. But we have to stress that if I want to move a mukseh, that's Klishab Isur. Not because I need its location, but I don't want it to be there. That's a sur. Another example of this is, let's say, your alarm clock, as we're going to learn about soon, actually. What is an alarm clock? What it, Exactly how it's defined. But let's say, according to the opinions, that hold that an alarm clock is a klisheb lachto le'isur. Let's say, okay? So let's say you have an alarm clock that's klisheb lachto le'isur, and now it starts ringing in the morning. Oh, you forgot to shut it off. I mean, it's good to wake you up to go to shul. Okay, Maybe early in Minion, but still, it'll walk you up. But now you don't want it to wake up your wife. You don't want it to wake up the other kids in the house. So what do you want to do with it? Uh, You can't shut it off. I want to pick it up and move it and place it somewhere in the closet or somewhere downstairs where nobody's going to hear it anyway Till later on. By the time it shuts off, it's another hour. So can I do that? Can I pick it up? And the answer is no, because I'm taking away the item. It's not like I need the, the, the location of the item. The, let's say the alarm clock is on my, um, what do you call it? On my, not counter, but let's say it's on the table in my room. I don't need right now that location. I don't need the spot on my table in my room. I just need that the alarm clock goes away from there. So in such a case, I won't be able to pick it up in a normal way. However, picking up in a not normal way would be mutar let's finish now last paragraph in this halakha halacha we can learn some important halacha from this even though we said once it comes into your hand you can move it and place it wherever you want once you pick it up in one hand you cannot now. You cannot transfer it now to a different hand. That's because that's called carrying it over from new again. it like it's brought down. if brings it down, other also bring it down. Once it's in one hand, you can't pass it over to the other hand. When you pass it over to the other hand, that's considered like he moved it all from new. We can learn some halak. from this halakha. Meaning, when well, we said you're allowed to pick up klisu is sur let's say you need it me komo. Let's take the hammer. I'm picking up the hammer now. I need my seat. I need to sit down. Once it's in my hand, I could take it wherever I want. Even if my house is one of those mansions, castles, and I have to take it all the way and I have to walk 15, 20 minutes just to get to the other end of my house, I'm allowed to go. Not only that, if I walk 15 minutes to the end of my house and then I realize, no, this doesn't belong here. This belongs in the attic. And I have to climb now another... 20 minutes to go up all the way to the attic. I'm allowed to, so long as the muqseh is in my hand, that's called, that's, that's already in my hands. I have the hithera to put it down wherever I want. But once I put it down, I can't pick it up again. Because that's already called tiltul hadash. Likewise, I can't give it over to somebody else. Just because it's in my hands and I'm allowed to carry it because it's already in my hands, but I can't hand it over to someone else. Meaning, if I pick up the hammer and I want to take it now too, and I need to take it to the basement, so I come and tell my son, "Hey, boy, come here. Take my ha- take the hammer and put it down." He says, "Come on, Ella. We have guests coming. We need the lo- we need the spot." How about the book, say, Yeah, but we need to talk to me, come on Yeah, but once you picked it up you cannot give it over to him because that's called a tiltul hadash. The question is, what about if I have it in my hand and I'm on my way to my basement, but of course I live in this huge castle that's taking me 15 minutes and the hammer is getting heavy on my hand. Can I transfer it now from my right hand to the left hand or vice versa? Going to the binish High, that's called tiltul hadash. That's like handing it over to somebody else. That's like putting it down and picking it up again. That's the opinion of the Benish High, Shabbat, other the However, Badia doesn't explain why, but he holds... There's an opinion that, no, moving it over from one hand to the other is not considered a tiltul hadat. It's all called the same tiltul. It's all called the same carrying. Once I already picked it up, to move the transfer from one hand to another. It's not like putting it down. That's opinion of Haqam but Yeah, other Hanim also take that approach. But <clears throat> like I said, the bin Hai is Oseir and Tosef Jabbat is Osir. Other Hanim Osir. A person should try to avoid moving it. Or transferring it from one hand to another. You should not transfer from one hand to another. However, however if one already transferred it from one hand to another, then it's an Asur. You don't have to drop it right away. Even though you're not supposed to do that, according to the Ben Yishai, But if you did it, you don't have to drop the hammer. Not only that, it goes even further than that. We said that you're allowed to, that you're allowed to pick up the, Mukseh, the Klish Mechtol isur, when you need it. Let's say by accident... You picked it up in a time when you're not allowed to pick it up. You weren't thinking. It was Shabbat. You walked in. You walk into your house, and the guests are about to walk up the stairs. And right away, you realize there's a pen. Oy, there's a pen. There's a whole you know, pencil case with all the markers and the uh, highlighters and the crayons right smack in the middle of the Shabbat table. And without thinking right away, you picked it up. You picked up the whole pencil case. Because, you know, you thought, oh, klipschach tole is and I need its location. But you don't need its location now. Maybe you'll need it later on. Right now, you just want to get rid of the pencil case. And you picked it up already. And you realize, Ay, I was not supposed to pick it up. In such a case, even though you picked it up, the Poskim all agree that it's okay. Once it's already in your hands, it came into your hands, you have to drop it right away. You can now move it to wherever you want. You can now take it to the kids' room where it's supposed to belong, open up the drawer where it's supposed to be, and place it there. You don't have to drop it. Even though you picked it up by mistake. Once it got into your hands, it's mutar. This is the opinion of, again, Abraham, which all the ahronim as well follow. I'm jumping a little bit, but just because it's on the same idea. There's a question in the post scheme now. If this rule of picking up muqseh by mistake, that I have the right to put it down wherever I want. If this rule will also apply to other categories of muqseh if I picked it up by mistake. Meaning, bike, I have a heter to pick it up to move it. So, once I have the heter, I pick it up, I can move wherever I want. Once I picked up by mistake, it's already in my hands anyway. So, I wasn't supposed to do it, it was a sur, but I did it by mistake. It's in my hands now. So, we tell you, okay, take it wherever you want. But what about other categories of mukse where one has no permission to move them, even let's say, for example, mukse Muhammad Hason Kis? is a category of Mukse where we cannot move them even let's sort of make a more the example that's given by all the post scheme is a shahita knife shahita knife. a person is very careful not to cut anything else with his shahita knife buy one and you'll see what I'm talking about learn shahita and you'll know what I'm talking about shahita knife now you found it on the table somebody took it out by mistake it's on the table now you're not supposed to pick it up but you picked it up by mistake do we say that once it's in your hands now, you could already, like Khalis Makhdol Esur, you could drop it off wherever you want? Or do we say that, no, Khalis Makhdol Esur, you had a to carry it, not so by Mokseh Mahmah Kis. The answer is Mahloket. So whatever you answered in your head, you were correct. You just, you were wrong also, according to the other opinion. But you're correct also. Let's make you feel good about yourself. You were correct. It is a Mahloket. And therefore... Like we say by all mahlokot, you should try to be mahmir. But in case, you know, it's really necessary, it's already in your hands, you have enough opinions to rely on. I believe Akhamuniyah goes also with this heter, that this applies to any mukse. If it came into your hands, you could take it and drop it off wherever you want. The rule in general by Mukseh, because it is dira so so when we have a real suffix, that means a lot of opinions one way, a lot of opinions the other way. We could apply the rule, and again, this is only by mistake. If a person picked up any category of muqseh, it's already in his hands. You could drop it off wherever you like, you don't have to drop it from your hand right away. We have a few more points to point out before we move on to the next halakha in the subject, in the category of muqseh Mahmad Hassan Kis. First is a question. May I ask a goy to move obviously I'm asking a goy to move it not because I need its spot and not because I need the item itself. I just don't want it to be there. Whether I don't want it to be there or I want to protect it. Remember, we have us as Jews, we have no permission to move it for the sake of protecting it. So if I have, like we gave the example before, the hammer or my pen or whatever your, your your that you have, if I have it around and I'm scared something's gonna happen to it, it's gonna break, somebody's somebody's gonna do something to it, I may pick it up only if I need its location. But if I wanna pick it up because somebody's gonna do something to it, that's called b and that's Assur. Okay, so I can't move it. Can I tell the Goy I have a housekeeper? Can I tell the housekeeper, listen, you see over there, right there? Pick it up, please. Put it away. Put it where it's supposed to be. Of course, we're talking about Khalees Isur. And the answer is yes. Ah, over here you can't say Mahloket, right? Okay. You expected a Mahloket. But no, the answer is yes. I can tell a Goy to move a Khalees Ibn Isur. Even Mehamel just like my Khalees Ibn I can move it. I can use it, I can move. I could tell the Goy to move it for the protection of the item. What's the reason? The reason is, first of all, we find this hit there by the Ramah. The Ramah brings down that a candle that's lit. You could tell the Goy to come with you. You could ask the Goy to carry the candle and, and come with you to, you know, let's say you need to go in your basement. There's no lights in the basement, but you have a candle that's lit. So the Ramah brings down this man. I can tell the Goy, come, take the, the candle and follow me. And we'll take you to whatever we need to take you. And over there, you'll, he goes with you and he obviously is lighting for you. What's happening? He's carrying for you. But Ramah says, it's mutar. You see from there, that's not a problem. What's in the second reason? Which is really the explanation of why it's mutar. We did the laws of Amira Akum right before Muqseh and we learned there that any time... I mean, generally, you can't tell a goy to do something that you're not allowed to do. However, if there's something that I could do beheter, that I could do it in a way that's permissible on Shabbat, of course, I might have to do some, uh, you know, some maneuvering a little bit, but I could do it in a way that will not be a violation of Shabbat. I could tell the goy to do it. And if the goy decides to do it in a normal way, that's up to him. So over here, I have the hammer or the pencil case on my dining room table. I don't want it to be there. Whether I want to protect the pencil case... Or whether I just want to have the dining room table look nice... In either case, I personally may not move the pencil case... Because it's a Issur and I have no reason of to move it. But to tell the guy to move it would be... You know why? Because if I wanted to move the pencil case... There would be a way that I could move it. You know how? By doing it... By picking it up with my elbows... By moving it with my mouth, I could just come, bite on the zipper in the pencil case, and that's it. I picked it up now in a way that's mutar. So, likewise, I could tell the Goy, ah, if the Goy decides to pick it up with his hands, or uh, he wants to bite it, that's not, none of my business. I'm telling him something that I could have done myself, and he's just doing it in a way that's more convenient for him. I believe it's easier for the housekeeper to pick up the pencil case with her hands than it is to pick it up with... Her mouth, right? Okay, so that's her decision. That's all. I don't care. I couldn't care less. Let pick it up with her mouth. You know, of course I have to wash it afterwards. And anyway, so she can pick it up. I couldn't care less. So for that reason, i al-akum will be permitted in such a case. Because I could have done it in a way that's mutar, I could tell the goy also to do it. And if they decide to do it in a way that's Asur, that's good. That's good for them. or Whatever you want for me. That doesn't bother me. I am permitted. So let's review very quickly. Kleis billaqhtle isur. It's, it's forbidden if I'm doing it for the protection of the item or if I don't need the place of honor, I just don't want the item to be here. But in those cases where I may not move Isur, I can either move it that means move it in a not normal way, or ask a goy to move it away. I could also move klis matole Issur in a way that's hetem. Once I have it in my hands, once I picked up isur in a way that's mutar, I can move it to wherever I want. I want to point out one more thing, although we can get to it much later on, but now it's closely related. We'll repeat it again, and that is that in the case where the klis is isur may create a danger, I could also pick it up even though I don't need the item itself anymore. Le mashal. If you have little kids in the house and, you know, little kids touch everything and they'll try everything and they, you know, sometimes, what you know, you try to crack uh, a, a walnut with a hammer, they might tr- try to crack their baby's head with a hammer, right? They don't understand the difference between a toy and and uh, and what's it called, the real stuff. So if you, let's say, you picked up a hammer because you want to crack the walnuts, you left it on the table now. We already said that if it's in your hand and you picked up beheter, or even beisur. once it's in your hand, you can drop it off wherever you want. In this case, you want to crack the walnut and eat it. So you crack, 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 By then you put it down. Or in the case of cracking the uh, coconut, right? You use it, you open it, now you got to take off the peel, and you put down the hammer on the table. Once you put it down from your hand, what hetet do you have now to pick it up? You don't want it to be there? That's not a hetet to pick up kleswakhtole Isur. In order for you to have a hetet to pick up kleswakhtole Isur, you need the item itself or the place of the item. In the case where you have little children and Hazrat they might take the screwdriver or the hammer and use it in a way that's dangerous for them or other people, then you may pick it up. And once you picked it up, you could move it to place it wherever you want. Removing Hazik, removing something that's Mukse because it could be harmful or dangerous to other people is also Mutar. Next question. Before we move on to the next halakha, that is, could someone use a Qlis al-Makhto even though he has another way to accomplish what he wants? What does that mean? We gave the Heter right now of using Qlis al-Makhto what In Le-Mashal, you have walnuts and you want to crack your walnuts and you need the hammer to use it to crack. What if, what if I could have opened my walnuts with the, you know, I have those heavy, nice, uh, what's it called, silverware. And I could use the back of the fork or the back of the knife to slam down on the walnut and it'll crack open. My table is strong enough and my silverware is strong enough. I got them, you know, nice gift for my Khasna. Can I use them now? Can I use, excuse me, can I use the hammer even though I have a way to do with the with the heter? I can use, look, I can use the, the 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 back of the knife. Why should I go to the hammer now and use it? So this is actually a big discussion in the post scheme. The Sha'al points out that no, if I could use Klisha Blakhtole heter, then I have no heter to use Klisha Blakhtole However, this Sha'al which is, by the way, the Ha'afet which is the Mishnah Berurah. So this Shalat Tzayur, and B'chaim explains, this is only on items that one doesn't usually use. I mean to say, that I means you usually wouldn't use a Khaleesi bachtoli Isur in such a case, so we tell you now, don't use it now. Don't. Why are you using it on Shabbat? But let's say you always crack your walnuts with a hammer, then it's fine. It's fine to use a hammer now. You don't have to stress yourself and use the back of your knife or the back of your spoon. And especially if there's a fear that the back of your knife or the back of your spoon is going to break. You don't have to drive yourself crazy. Also, Avodah Aharim point out that when the Mishnah told you or the Sha'ad told you that you could do it in another way, you could do it in a way that's heter, you know, losing that's only if it's right around you. When I have to go and ask a neighbor and look for it, if it's around you, that means, let's say, you're standing in the kitchen, you have the hammer on the shelf, and you have the back of the knife right in front of you, and you could it's really almost the same in both ways. You could have cracked your walnuts through the hammer or through the back of the knife. So in that case, okay, that's the Sharlat Tziyun is talking about. But if you have to go through a t'rha, you have the hammer right there. But if not, you have to go look for an item and figure out which item I'm going to use now that's going to be able to crack the walnuts. No, you don't have to drive yourself nuts. It's fine. Minuhata Haba points out he actually, you know, based on the Gemara, both the Shalat and the following Minuhata Haba, Minuhata Nazareth Moshe Levi, Allah Shalom. he was a big time. He, he passed away very young but you have to read that book. If you are Shabbat, you got to go through the book of Yisfer especially. Yisfer is a Tamir of Ramazuz Lita, who happens to be in, in America right now. But uh, Ramaz Levi was something else. He was very, very special. It was Ga'on. When he passed away, he passed away young from in the Mahala, from cancer. Chakam said by his Hesped, uh, could say, and, you know, he said that he was the only one I was nervous from when it comes to Psak Halakha. That's a big statement from Haqam Abadiyah. And his style is very, very similar to Haqam Abadiyah. Hashem needed him in Shamayim and he took him to Shammayim, but he left behind many, many works of Halakha. And perhaps one of the best works that he has, I mean, my humble opinion, is a three-volume set on Chod Shabbat, where in the first volume, he discusses the general rules of Shabbat, like Kiddush and Havdalah and Muqseh and, and al Akum. And then in the other two books, he discusses all the milachot, each one in order, with all the practical, um, you know, application of of the of the milachot of Shabbat. The book is named Menuchat Ahaba. It's in Hebrew. It's, it has a simple halachot on top, and he goes on the bottom and he explains and clarifies many of the points he brings down on top. Really highly recommended book to read when you're learning when you're learning halakhon Shabbat. In any case. He wants to prove the Gemara, not to go into it right now, but he wants to prove the Gemara, in the same Gemara that Shalit Siyun uses, that when do we say you need to use a klishi milakhto, excuse me, when do we say you have to avoid using klishim that's only if you could do it, if only if you could accomplish what you want without using any kili, even klishim milakhto leheter. Which means, I have walnuts in front of me, I could crack it, let's say I'm I'm, uh, you know, uh, Mr. America, and I'm built, and I could crack the walnuts just with my hands. You know, I could just press a little harder, and I could crack it. It'll be a little harder, but I could do it. With my own hands, I could do it. In that case, says Ibn Hatah, then I can go get a hammer and crack the walnuts. But if I cannot do it with my hands, I'll have to use a clee. Once I'm using a cleat, anyway, so it makes no difference if I could use If I, uh, if, if I'm using a cleat, or because remember, cleat machtole is also part of the categories of the laws of mukse. That means whenever I move, even my cup, my knife, uh, things that I'm allowed to use, move anyway. Even if I move, even when I move them, it's because the laws of mukse are pushed aside, and I'm allowed to move them. Like we learned last week or two weeks ago, you can't just move mukse for any reason. You have to have a reason why you want to move it. So over here, if I want to move, if I'm moving anyway mukse, and I'm anyway, you know, the laws of allowing me to move to move a utensil, then it makes no difference if I use a klish machto lehetir or klish machto Only if I can do it with my own hands. Like, let's say. Um, I, I can't think of it right now, uh, mashal. But let's say I I want to, you know, I have, have a carrot, you know, those long carrots, and I want to break it. So I said, you know, let me use. I have those thick carrots. Let me use a saw to slice the carrot. In that case, I tell you, no, use your own hands, break it instead of using a saw. But if you you can't break the carrot without using a knife, so then makes no difference if you use a knife or a saw. That's the opinion of Minhah Tahaba. But like we said, al Berurah says. That if you have kleemsir, try to avoid using kleems ma'hto la and like in the general rules, try to be mahmira. If you're not, you can be mahmir, safig the raban lullah, you could be lenient and use the qleis ma'tol, even if you have the option of using klismahto lehiter, leave a khamadia is postake that way as well. Good question we have through the text, an excellent question, and bring it up. Could a person, let's say we said beforehand that something that is dangerous, you're allowed to move it because it's dangerous for the kids. question now is, can I you move, let's say I put down the hammer, and like we said, the hammer is dangerous. Little kids, even if your little kids are very, you know, understanding, or whatever, in general, a hammer is dangerous. Move it around from little kids, anybody under the age of, anybody who acts silly, even they have those silly moments. Okay, we've seen with children. Anybody has children knows that at any moment the kids start to be silly. They had too much red forty or yellow five or or uh, sugar, and then bzzz, they get all silly and they'll just do silly silly things. And those silly things could be very dangerous. Let's say I have the hammer on the table now, and we said we have a there. You don't want the kids to touch it. Can I move the hammer? And put it away? Yes, because I'm allowed to move something dangerous away from the kids. What about if I can move the kids away from it? If I can move the kids away from it, do I have an hater he- not to move the muxer? No, I could just move the, he- te- the the kids away from it. Now, we're talking about a case that you could move the kids in a way that they'll never get to it. Not safik. Safik, that's كبي, Safik, even, you could be lenient. I'm not talking about Safek, we're talking about it, and we learned also by Mukse last week, Safek even is mutar, as long as there's a sort of, in this case, you could also apply it. Can't explain it right now. But anyway, in this case, let's say I have a room in my house that I don't have to use on Shabbat, but I needed to use a Rechto isur, which was dangerous, and I put it down from my hands, and now I can't pick it up. But wait, it's dangerous, it's a hammer. Kids could come here and take the hammer. So can I lock the room? Or no, once I'm allowed to move the hammer, I can move the hammer and I don't have to lock the room. And the answer is, no, you have to lock the room. If you could move the kids away from the dangerous item, then that's what you have to do. Lock up the room, you don't need to rip up. So the kids won't get to him, What says Shabbat, come and move it. That's like similar to what we said beforehand, like the Mishnabra or the Mirhat even says, I have a way to do Beheter, so why should I do Beisur? Even though when I'm doing it, so it's really not as sure, it's really the, the, the halakha allows it. But in this case, I could do it completely with a hitair, moving the kids away, locking the room away, where it's guaranteed again. It's guaranteed that they're not going to come to the dangerous item. Then it's then I have to take that route and lock up the door, move the kids away from the dangerous item instead of moving the dangerous item, which is Muqseh, from the kids. Excellent question. Halakha Dalit. Let's move on to Halakha Dalit. In the Benish Hai, let's read it. It's a simple halakha, but there's a lot to learn from this halakha as well. HaGadal says, If you have a pot or other utensils that are used for cooking, even though sometimes you'll also place fruits in that pot and you also use it for you can consider the pot now why? because the rule is when I have an item, a utensil which is used it's used to place food in it it's also used to cook in it so what do we? How do we categorize this this keli? Is it called kliyus b'achto Heter or kliyus b'achto Isur? The answer is we go as the primemegadim points out. We go by the majority of the uses. And now a pot. You be honest with yourself. What do you use a pot for? If you're a man, I don't expect you know. I wouldn't be surprised if you get this wrong, unless you help your wife in the kitchen. But if you ask most ladies, what are pots used for? And the answer is to cook. Majority of times I'm using the pots to cook. Once I cook the food, I'll transfer the contents from the pot and I'll put them in a serving bowl. That's what a pot is used for. Since this pot, the majority of times I'm using it for something that's asurah which is cooking so therefore the pot becomes a because we go by the majority of uses and since it's a is, you can only move it you need the item itself or you need the place itself but if it's an empty pot but if it's empty and you want to move it just for the sake of protecting it, you don't want to break or to get stolen, then it becomes a sur. This is a very important halakha. Something that is used, let's sort of gufo, excuse me, something that is uh, that has two functions, leheter or le'isur, we go by the way the majority of the uses are. Majority, by the way, it doesn't have to be like, oh, a hundred times I use the isur and 98 times I use it for hetir. I mean, to say, in general, you look at the thing, what, in general, what do you do with this? The majority of the times, what do you do with this item? You use the isur and the hetir. But if something is almost equally, it's the same, you'll use it for and you use it also for isur. For example, pyrex, you know, the, the strong glass balls, those are used for cooking and for serving. A lot of times, they'll use them also just to place food inside of them, even though you didn't cook in that Pyrex. A lot of times, they'll use it also just for cooking, and then they'll take the things out of the Pyrex and serve it in somewhere else. And A lot of times, they'll cook and serve with the same item. So in that case, it's equally used for cooking and serving. In my opinion, I think they use it more for serving, but in any case, since it's regularly used for both functions, that's Kaleesh M'nachto lehetir. The difference will only be in such an item that's only when it's empty, right? When it's empty, then how do we categorize it? But if it's not empty, that has food inside of it, then I can move it even if you call it, cliche, because I have the food inside of it and I can move it now for whatever reason I want. I can move from here to there, wherever I want to use it, wherever I want to move it to, only when it's empty. And this may happen very, very much on Shabbat in the following way. You have soup, Cooking or warming up on the fire, you came and you poured the soup in the serving bowl, and the pot is completely empty. We have like the little, maybe some little specks in the in the pot, or, but it's really empty. The pot is really empty. Now after you served it, you left it on the island. You know, you know what the island is, right? You left it on the island now, and now you take your serving bowl, you place it on the dining room table in the in the dining room. Everybody's eating, enjoying. You come back to the kitchen and you see the pots. Okay, the pot is there. What is it doing there? Nothing. It's waiting for you to remove it. During the weekday, you'll just pick it up and move it. You put it in the in the sink and you wash it. Over here now, why do you want to move it? If you want to move it because you want to wash it, let's call this sort of goofo You don't want it to smell, you don't want it to make bugs come in. Okay, that's a sort of goofo the item itself. That's really not the sort of goofy. Why? Because you're not, you moving it over here for something that's mutar. You're using it just to protect the item. You're washing the pots themselves. So it's not called of gufo. It's called of the pot. Remember, if you're moving it for the sake of the pot itself, you don't want it to break. You don't want it to get stolen. That's going to be a problem. So what do you mean? I should leave my pots after I took them off the fire. Okay, I emptied them. I should leave them just like that hanging? So again, we're talking about empty pots. And the answer is, Do what we said beforehand. Either move them in an indirect way or or what you could do is you could ask the non-Jew to move them or create a need to use the place where they're at. And then once you pick it up, you can drop it off wherever you want. You can put it in the sink. You can put it wherever you want afterwards. Those are the three heteri. There is one more heteri that we haven't mentioned till now. The Gemara talks about Moving a dead body on Shabbat. But the Gemara talks about a person who died on Shabbat. A dead body is mukseh. This is a very difficult halakha for people to hear. But that's a halakha. It's not a discussion. We're not going to go into it now. But a dead body is mukseh. The Gemara wants to know now, if the dead body is on the bed. Now, the dead body cannot be moved on Shabbat. it's is so... What's going to happen? you have to wait until Maltzayat Shabbat to bury the person. Oi! what if it's hot and there's no AC in those days? The dead body could, Hasbosh Shalom, could rot. And it'll be, it'll be disrespectful to the dead body. So they used to have marble floors. And now the person wants to move the dead body to the floor so it could cool off from the marble floors. As we all know, marble floors remain cool. Could a person move the dead body? For the sake of the dead body. And he says, no. So what does the Gemara say? Yeah, but... The Gemara says, you know what you do? Take a loaf of bread or a child and place it on the dead body... I think the kid might freak out a little bit, so maybe take a bread, okay? Take a loaf of bread and put it on the dead body and then pick them all up one together because now that the piece of bread is on the body, it's called tultul minhatsad. It's all being used. That's what I did about Hayra. You can move it all together and move them onto the floor. If you do that for dead body, it's mutar. If you place the bread on the dead body and move it to the floor, it's mutar. Yeah, that's what the Gemara says. Based on this, some of the Rishonim wanted to learn that you could do this with any mukse. With any mukse, you could take, let's say it's mukse by itself, like in our case, Isur. If you can't move it by itself, you could place something that's mutar on top of it, and now you can move the mukse agav, by the way of the non mukse item, like food. This is the opinion of, I believe, the Rashbah of some of the Rishonim. However, other Rishonim disagree, others argue, and they say, no, they only gave the Setir by a dead body. As the Gemara says, this is only Mutab by a dead body. And here, the, Gemara ex- here, the Rishonim explain, no, what it means, when the Gemara says this is only permitted by the dead body, it means if the Muqseh is Muqseh Mahmad Gufo, like a dead body. A dead body is called Muqseh Mahmad Gufo. In Isur, then I'm allowed to do it for so I can put in it. And they bring a proof as Igma allows a person who has a bowl with garlic in it, that was a mortar, used to crush it inside of it. It had garlic in it, they allowed to move it. Ah, it's Khlesh B'lachtoli Isur. This bowl was made for crushing garlic. So Khlesh B'lachtoli Isur, how are you allowed to move the garlic that's inside? How are you allowed to move it when there's garlic inside of it? You see, in Khlesh Isur, if it has the bar hetair inside of it, you will to move it. So the hakamadiah goes with this hetair as well. Many ahreem go with this hetair. and like we said beforehand, whenever you're you know you are in the need of a hetair, and there's a you can rely on the matirim safek draban lekula. And in this case, where you have your pots all around your counters, you had a lot of people over and you have a lot of pots and you want to move them out of the way, they're empty. So you know what you do? You put items. If you have a goi, like we said, ask them to move it. If you don't have a goi, or if you have the, the pots themselves have food inside of it where it will be mutar for you to move because it has some food. So move them, agab the food, even if you plan to throw away the food. But if you have no food whatsoever inside of it, they're completely empty and you want to move them and you can't move them in a not normal way, so place food inside of it. And once you place food inside of it, it will be mutar to pick them up, agav the food through the way, by the way of the food and move them to wherever you want to move them. Okay, last point. And this is a question. that's brought down as a, as a question in, in Halakha. In it's Mahloket, really, Achamariya shows it's Mahloket Brishonim. And Bur Halakha brings it's Mahloket Ahronim as well. This is the last one on Khleis Bahtol and that is as follows. What we said the lot to move an item that's Klee Bahtol Issur, go Gufo. Or let zorech mekomo. Question is brought down: Is what if something has? What if something is mukse? It's klisba to but it has no heter let gufo. You can't find a way that we be mutar let gufo. There's no way I could use this on Shabbat. There's just no possible way. Let's now take a flip phone. I, I we didn't get into electronics by the way so much. That's gonna be next week. With Lachto, with uh, Then we'll talk about electronics more. But let's say a flip phone, okay? A flip phone, uh, you'll give it to your kids, it's not a big deal. But it's a Khlesum Lachtole, so it's made to dial and you can dial on Shabbat. So you have a flip phone now, there's nothing to do with it that's Mutar on Shabbat. It's a is Lachtole, you can't figure out a way, I can't figure out a way at least, of you could use a flip phone in a way that's hete, that's Mutar on Shabbat. Does it automatically become asur also let's mekomo? That means when the post scheme brought down, the Krisbakhtole Sur is mutal let's mekomo and let's gufo. Are they together? Do you need to be able to move it let's mekomo to be able to, I mean, let's gufo to be able to move it let's mekomo or not? Meaning, if I cannot move it let's gufo, do we say then becomes also asur let's mekomo? Why? Because it becomes like there's nothing to do with it. There's no Heter to do. I can't move it for any Heter. I can't use it for anything. So how can I pick it up now? Even for Mirkomo, I can't pick it up. So this is also, like we said, this is the Mahloket Rishonim. The Raza Ba'alam Ma'or, Rabbi zrahiyah Levi, one of the Rishonim, he holds that Sasur. It's forbidden to move an item that's Khaleesi Bakhtole when I can't have a when I If I don't have a Heter, let's go gufo. I don't have a heter letzorik either. And I cannot move it at all, even if I need its location. That's opinion of the raza. However, the rashba argues, he permits it letzorik and the redva rules like his rabbi, the rashba, that's mutar. This pahlokit extends also to the Ahronim. Revakiva Eger and pre-megadim, and Be'er Moshe, by the way, goes with them, the pertiner, and he they hold, that's also a sur. If you don't have a heter letzorikh, Mekomo, I mean let's gufo then it'll also be mutar. will be Asur Litzorek Mekomo. That's opinion of the pre-magnum of Akiva Igra as the halakha brings down. However, Hakamabadiya and Ramosh Levi in Tefan al Moshe both and of course Haqamadya by the way is usually backed up by many Rishonim. He holds like the Rishonim, like the Rashban Ritva, that it's if it's Asur Litzorik Gufo, it would still be mutar litzorih. Mekomo. That is the last idea about Klesh Next week Razatasha will continue in Mukseh before we go on to the laws of the three weeks and the Tishab and everything else. And if you'd like to call in right now, you can call in the studio at 718-683-5858. You'll be off the air. Of course, you can text 747-927-8398 until next week, have a wonderful week. Shabbat shalom, and thank you to Iran of Nisim and the whole J Radio, J Radio staff. Thank you for listening. We're always home.